So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta podcast. I'm your host, Doc Jake Swart, and today we have someone who is carving her own niche in the world of pregnancy and postpartum land. Uh, she's doing some really cool work. She's helped a ton of women so far. And guys, um, her name is Christina Pack, and what she is is a pregnancy and postpartum coach. And that's where she's essentially mixing a bunch of different styles of traditional care into one that she thinks fits the more modern day world and the more modern day mom. So without further ado, uh, Christina, welcome to the Active Atlanta podcast. Hey, thanks. I'm excited to be here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so excited to get you on. So um, explain it to me. Like, uh, so I think you're doing some really incredible work where you're really working hard to make sure that there's um, the appropriate resource for women going through pregnancy and postpartum. And it sounds like this stemmed from some of the um, lack of, uh, or some of the holes in our system that you experienced personally. So um, what's some of the motivation behind um, resurgence postpartum and what, uh, what's your mission with it? Yeah. So um, motivation behind it, I have two little boys, a 18 month old and a three and a half year old. And when I had my first, I, um, was really shocked at yeah. um, just life with a newborn. I brought this baby home. I walked into the house and I was like, where do I put it? Like, I literally <laughs> said that out loud to my husband because I had a perfect nursery, super Instagram worthy and nothing else baby anywhere in the house. Yeah. Um, and navigating through postpartum after that, I just didn't have a lot of support in Atlanta. I don't have family here. Um, and I found it really hard to connect with resources that I needed. I had no clue like that a public floor physical therapist, for example, was a thing and that I needed one. Um, and I just didn't have any confidence to take care of my baby. Like I definitely like had to really fumble through figuring it out. And I think that there's a better way that like moms can be prepared for postpartum before they have their baby. So not just preparing for labor, but preparing to actually take care of the baby afterwards. Yeah. Um, so that they're more confident. So that's kind of my mission is to help moms prepare for postpartum. And then I walk alongside them through that season to help them navigate any challenges that were unexpected. I mean, you can prepare for anything as much as possible and something's still going to be not what you expected. So I'm there to, to help moms kind of get through those unexpected times. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how the saying goes, like everyone has a, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. Like, yeah. like uh, Is that a saying? I like that totally. saying. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think it was like, it was either Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali. I can't remember which one said it, but like, uh, yeah, it's, it's from boxing. Right. Which makes sense. Like everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. So I think I'm going to start using that. You totally should. Right. Like, uh, and it makes sense though. Right. Like, and, and you know, we have a 10 week old at home. So like, 
kind of a similar thing, I guess, too, with us, right? Where it's like, okay, um, we're home now. Now what? <laughs> right? Like, um, mm-hmm. uh, so like, and there's a lot of questions that can run through your mind with things like that. Like, um, how do you make sure the baby's sleeping appropriately? Like, or should they sleep in the bassinet or the crib? Like, should they sleep? Like, um, is it okay for them to sleep in the bed with me? Like all these things that seem like right. are appropriate questions, right? Like, um, that just become very, especially you think about this too, like, um, going through being a new parent, like there's just a certain level of sleep deprivation that you weren't ready for, you know? And like the inability to create a, a coherent thought is real mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. And then anytime you like Google, cause you were talking about like different ways for your baby to sleep, for example, like Google will support all of those answers somewhere. Oh I mean, somewhere on Google, them, right? like, it says the world is flat. Like you can find anything there. So if you're in that sleep deprived state and you're seeing like sleep with my baby, put my baby in the crib, put the baby in the bassinet. Don't put it down. Like your mind is just already jello. And then you try to put too many things in the jello. It's just a disaster. So I tell my clients, I'm like, do not Google after midnight. Like nothing good happens after midnight (laughs) anyway. So like, don't Google, please call me. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the new age of like, don't text anybody after midnight, right? Like nothing good will come from that. Yeah. (laughs) And the problem is we're awake after midnight because these babies aren't quite sleeping yet. So um, yeah, yeah, I always give them some other things they can do after midnight while they're nursing. So that we're not and not buying things on Amazon because that's another dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And man, I'll tell you what too, like I was amazed going through the um, baby gear buying phase, right? Where like, it's almost like the marketing is is savage. Like the marketing is really good, right? But like almost predatorial, right? Where it's like, if you don't do this, your baby's going to die, right? When, yeah. like, uh, man, at the end of the day, like, now I don't want to go back this far. And then, but like, we used to give, like, we used to have babies in like caves, right? Or like, uh, like, <laughs> and we survived, like, we're still here, you know? So, exactly. like, uh, um, so yeah, there's, but I think having somebody like you in their corner to be like, all right, hold on. Like, because I love that. Like, I think that, um, the internet is amazing because it puts all the information at your fingertips, right? But you got to know all the information at your fingertips. Yeah. 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 You got to know how to use that information, right? Because like, yeah. it's such a complex web of like, and it's, everything is so situational. Nothing in this world is black and white. Everything is gray. So like, walk me through it. Like if somebody was to um, reach it, say, say I was a new parent, right? And I'm yeah. like, Hey, I think I need some help or what would be some questions that would make me think I need to look up somebody like Christina. Right. Um, what does that kind of look like? Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of times, like when women are pregnant even, and they're thinking through labor and delivery, I mean, they're not typically thinking through postpartum, which is part of the challenge here, but like, if they were like working with a woman while she's pregnant is ideal, but thinking of some of the questions, like, so I support women in feeding and sleep scheduling and like routines, like creating routines with a newborn. So I guess someone who's really struggling with that routine piece of like when to feed, when to play, when to sleep, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I help new moms with a lot. I also help new moms just with like strategies, like how do I soothe this baby? Um, how do I give this baby a bath? Like those types of things and just real life, right? Because like the CDC is you uh, one way to um, sterilize your breast pump materials and things like that. And that's great. And it's 
right. Um, but there are other things that you can do too that aren't necessarily wrong. So helping moms realize like that, the like, like I said, the internet has too much information and what is actually practical within their control at home. Um, mm-hmm. I also help moms, like if they're struggling with setting boundaries, I have probably every single one of my clients I work with, I have conversations with them about setting boundaries, whether it's setting boundaries with their friends, their family, their in-laws, their spouses, even on like on baby care and visiting and things like that. Um, so I don't know that that didn't really answer your question. I didn't no, it totally you. did. I think it's just <laughs> 100% because like, I think it's just knowing that there's somebody out there that like you that can help with that. Right. Like yeah. it's almost like, um, it's almost like you're just a consultant for moms, right. Or parents. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Um, and I love that too, because like setting boundaries is a hard thing. Um, and like, it's, and it's this weird thing, right. Where you got to kind of figure it out where, um, you know, I've had, I've had my fair share of like, of like some boundary setting issues, right. Like, uh, like, like you, we live, my wife and I both live in Atlanta and, um, our parents aren't here, right. Like, uh, we don't have any family here, which is fine. Um, but when we go home, like it makes it really tough, right. Like we've gone home once and it was a disaster so far. So <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Um, it can be tough. So I think having somebody like you, man, maybe we should talk with you before we go back up to Ohio and figuring out that out. Give so. me a call, you know where to find me. Yeah. And the other thing that moms, like I spend a lot of time with moms more like once they're a little further along postpartum and they've kind of like, um, found some balance in the like newborn phase, but they're kind of coming out of that newborn phase is like their identity as a mom, like moms. I don't know if your wife has expressed this yet. She probably will. Like, not knowing who she is anymore, feeling like she's just a mom and she's lost some of her identity. That's so common. So helping moms realize that like nothing is lost. You're not broken. You like added to your identity is really important. Um, And those conversations happen a lot. And then like the whole idea of returning to work. I spent a lot of time with moms on man. That's a tough one. That idea too. Yeah. yeah, And you know, I think it's so interesting too. Like, um, like, I don't know. I don't want to paint with a broad stroke or sound like, uh, or sound like, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, but I'll just say it, whatever. Like, uh, I do think that there's a, a huge difference between like men and women in that, re- in that regard. Right. In terms of like yeah. returning back to work. Right. Like, um, yeah. I was actually just having this conversation with a, with another patient of mine who's a dad of like three. Right. And he's like, yeah, oh, you know, I go and drop our kid off for the first time at like daycare. Right. Mm-hmm. And my, and my wife's like, yeah, but you took my kid away from me. He's like, yeah, but I got to go to work. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, like obviously she's joking and she's like taking my kid away, but like, there's a, yeah. a huge emotional draw to that. And like, um, yeah. I do think that that's not, uh, women aren't alone in that men feel that too. It's just, I think that there's a more maternal instinct to protect and be there and care for your kid. And like, tr- and like handing that protection and care and support over to somebody else. Mm-hmm can be a tough pill to swallow, not pill to swallow, but a tough like transition, right? Yeah. It's a really hard transition for a lot of moms. And, you know, there's like guilt on either side of it, like guilt of not being with their kid or guilt of like not bringing in money if that's necessary for their family or whatever. So it's like, honestly, really hard for moms to be like, okay, well, how do I navigate this guilt? Because mom guilt is super real. And how do I like mitigate it so that I can keep going and you know, part of that is just like figuring out what's most important to you and starting from there. But yeah. And I think something that's really cool too. It's almost like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's almost like you're trying to like help parents or help moms in particular, uh, get their autonomy back <laughs> in terms of like yeah. being themselves and a mom and how those are yeah. coexist and they can be independent of each other at the same time. Exactly. Um, yeah. I want moms to feel like themselves again. Yeah. Uh, maybe not like 
I mean, yes, physically, I'm, I don't do a lot of the work. Like, I don't know. I tell everyone I talk with like pelvic floor physical therapy saved me. So any pregnant woman listening to this, like go to one, yeah. and call me if you don't have a good recommendation of one, I'll give you one. But like, I think like physically there's a lot more to physical than like, obviously your pelvic floor, but like, I want moms to feel like themselves, like they're not broken. Like they have, will be able to go out on a Thursday night with their friends again. Um, <laughs> and all of those things that it's like, I mean, the, I just think moms carry a lot. Like we spend more time with the kids. So we become the default like decision maker for our children. And it's not a dad's fault. It just happens. Yeah. Like, I change 20 diapers a day. You change one. Guess who's going to become the default diaper changer, right? (laughs) Like, so that just is what it is. It happens and it's not wrong, but there's ways to navigate out of that uh, feeling. 100%. I think a background that, uh, that we haven't even like, man, I failed. I didn't even introduce in the, in the intro there too, is like, you've also got, um, an incredible amount of like exposure to this and a former career of being a teacher, which is a super valuable career. And like, it's so interesting, a real quick side note, um, how many other industries and fields and careers value the skill sets that teachers have more mm-hmm. than the actual education system. <laughs> it blows me away. Um, anyway, you, you, like you, you had a, you had a prior career where you helped, like you, you work with kids, right. And like, you mm-hmm. can see on firsthand, like those symptoms and like, at what age did you teach at most recently, like six to eight year olds or grade eighth grade, but I went to school to be a kindergarten teacher. So I okay. have covered it all at this point. It feels like, well, and like those, and like, I think what's really cool about that is you've been able to see like those feelings probably don't go. I would assume, I don't know, but like, I would assume that those feelings and emotions and I, and like the struggles, they don't go away just because your kids get older. Right. Like they're probably still there. Amplify, honestly, like, because now I'm not, we're not talking about, yeah, like who dropping my kid off at daycare for the first day, but it's like, Hey, your child's having a trouble behaviorally or something. And parents take that so personally, you know, I mean, I still do like my 18 month old bites and he (sighs) bites at school sometimes. And I take that really personally. I would rather get a note home saying that he was bitten at this point, because I'm like, at least he's not hurting someone else's child. It's so it, yeah. it hurts. <laughs> so yeah. Oh my gosh. 100%. Oh yeah. And I think that would be tough. You know, like um, I'm trying to put myself in that position now where it's like, yeah, man, if your kid's misbehaving or like, um, or things that are outside of, outside of like your control or anybody's control, right? Like maybe having a hard time learning a certain skill, right. Or mm-hmm. like, um, and those are real world problems, right? Like those are things that, and guess what? Like it's okay. <laughs> Your kid's probably going to be just fine. Right. Um, but yeah. um, that could be a lonely place to be if you're trying to do it by yourself. Yeah. In the moment, it feels massive. My first child, he had like a flathead, he had torticollis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he ended up having to have a helmet. But I remember, and I look back at it and laugh now, but I remember like at that time of like making the decision of like, do we wait another month to do the helmet and see if his head rounds out? All of that felt like life or death. And it felt like, I mean, it just, I felt like I couldn't make the decision. I was crippling. And that's another part of why I was like, moms need more help. Like no one should have to make these decisions alone. And not to say my husband wasn't there, but like family, when you go to like your own mom or your friend or your sister-in-law, who's a physical therapist for pediatrics and ask them these questions, there's so much judgment behind it. It's like, 
I just wanted to talk to someone who would like put their hands on my shoulder and be like, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. let me actually say what I want. Cause I knew in my heart of hearts, what was going to be the right decision. But like, I was afraid to say it because of all of the judgment and just like shame that comes along with any difficult decision when it's like your kid, that's an extension of you. Um, 100%. I think that's uh, I think that's a really important part that or important thing that you just brought up where it's like, sometimes it's, of course, it's great to talk to your spouse or your significant other. Of course, it's great to talk. If you have a good relationship with your parents, it's great to talk with them, right? Or your family or your friends. But the power of talking with somebody who is one, an expert in what they do, right? Or like they've heard and not saying that your problem is not unique because it is like, uh, like each individual issue is unique, but there's similarities and there's systems to certain um, or there's certain uh, patterns to situations that yeah. when you're professional, you start to see that. It's like when I work with somebody in my land uh, with back pain, right? Like back pain is this nebulous thing that is so ingrained to that, especially if it's been like years that this person has been dealing with back pain, like it's part of their identity at that point almost. Right. Yeah. Um, but like there's things that we, at like, like I've worked with at this point, thousands of people with low back pain. Right. And I can promise right. you like there's patterns that get picked up with that. You know, it's like chess players. Like everyone thought, like, uh, I remember listening to about this study where they were trying to figure out if like pro chess players, like world-class chess players, they had a higher IQ and really mm-hmm. they had no, like their IQ was no different than anybody else's. They just played enough that they recognized patterns. that could get through a chess game in a matter of like, you know, a couple minutes. Right. Like, yeah. So like working with a professional allows you to have that world-class chess player in your corner um, mm-hmm. without being that feeling of judgment. Right. Because like the, there's no, there's no need for it because like one, like I'm not your brother. Right. Or like, I'm not your, your spouse. Like there's no, like yeah. you get to come have these, have these very open and honest conversations with someone that you have a, tr- a trust and have a professional relationship with. Yeah. And then you just get to get the data and the, and the, con- to know that like, and the support that you're making the right decision or, right. you know, or maybe like there's a better route out there that you didn't even consider. Um, yeah. and then you get to move forward with that decision. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people, I'm like, I don't care what decision you make, as long as you're making the right decision for you, your family, your child. And there is, you know, like, you know, put your kid in a car seat. I care about that decision because there's one yeah, right yeah. answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, if it's like, do I put my kid in a, in a crib in their room or in a bassinet or sleep in their bed? Like make, make the decisions that's best for you. And then we'll come up with how to do it safely. You totally. know, like yeah. make it right for your family. Because at the end of the day, I mean, like Instagram and whatever, like makes us feel like we need to parent a certain way and it needs to look a certain way. And that's just, it's not right. It's, it's not so true. Instagram is such an interesting place where we are literally beating ourselves up and like getting like depressed and anxious, right. Over comparing mm-hmm. ourselves to some stranger's highlight reel, <laughs> you know, like, exactly, yeah. And like, you don't know what's going on behind the camera. Like you see this beautiful corner of their house, but behind the camera, it probably looks like a tornado. Like everyone else is, <laughs> like, totally. especially yeah. if they have kids at home. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Like there's, it's, it's so interesting to me because like, it, and it's just natural, right? Like, it, like I would love to be able to say like, I'm never on social media. Like, yeah, I'm on social media. Of course I am. It's impossible, right? like, not, to be, right? it's impossible not to be, even if I didn't want to be, I have to be because like in, in a world where you're a business owner, like you just, yeah. you, it's, it's like, uh, <laughs> you gotta, um, you gotta, you gotta pay the system, right? Like you gotta be a part of it. And like, um, and social media is really good at what it's meant to be. And that's addictive. Right. So like, it's really easy to get on social media to make a business related post or something like that. And then all of a sudden you're on a rabbit hole 
looking at like who, you know, your neighbor Sally is doing what she's doing for her kid's three-year-old birthday party. That seems like so glamorous. Like, oh man, I'm not doing that. Am I not as good of a parent as she is? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden you're in these feelings that you don't even know how you got there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And when you add to that, that sleep deprivation and all of those other, like just fears of new parenthood of, you know, is my kid getting enough to eat those things? Like when you're comparing yourself and you're also in that negative mindset of like exhausted, a little bit afraid, it's just a recipe for disaster. Oh my gosh. It can be, it can be super tough. So then when uh, somebody wants to come and work with you, um, what's like, uh, what's, what's some of the typical problems that you hear, right? Like somebody coming out to you, reaching out to you, like, man, I'm just really struggling with X, right. Or like, man, like this is just, this is what's really weighing on, weighing on me right now. Like what are, what are some of the issues that you typically see? Yeah. Um, when I start working with women, when they're pregnant, we're more doing like, um, like almost preventative, like, okay, let's talk about what to expect postpartum. Here are like things that you're going to experience, feel, um, navigate through. And we kind of try to put like in place systems and routines to avoid some of those harder feelings, Mm -hmm. um, knowing that they have like my phone number on speed dial. So when they hit something hard, they've got me. Um, but when I start working with someone who is pregnant, the typical things that they're, or sorry, is postpartum. The typical things they're calling me about is routines, like coming up with a routine, both for themselves and their spouse or whoever else lives in their home and their baby. Um, kind of like I talked about earlier with like coming up with boundaries, if they're having a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but baby, baby strategies too, like soothing strategies, how to wear a baby, mm-hmm. um, yeah. some feeding support. So like, I can help with like feeding positions and stuff like that. I'm not a lactation consultant. I refer most of my clients to lactation consultants, it feels like. So maybe that's a missed opportunity for me, but like, um, I'm not going to pretend I know something I don't. So I'm always happy to refer them to somebody who's going to be able to give them better information than I can too. Well, I think that's what's so important too, is like, you can always become like a conduit of information for the right person, right? Like, yeah. Uh, for the right profession. Like that's kind of like why the, the motivation behind this podcast is yeah. uh, we work with, we've worked with thousands of people across the Atlanta area. And um, we get a lot of questions like, man, who should I see for this? Or who should I go for, for X? Or what mm-hmm. should I do for Y? And like, we're like, you know what? We should just create a place where like, if somebody's like, oh man, like uh, I'm having some issues with um, setting boundaries up with my family, right? Oh, cool. Yeah. Like go listen to podcast episode number 97 and or whatever number this ends up being and uh and listen to that right like there's some yeah. really cool information there um so what's yeah, like yeah. a what's like a on that note what's like a nice like tip that you can give someone for setting a boundary um i think so well, i'll use an example because i was having this conversation with a client last week of like you have a family member and i didn't have this experience i don't have family here who wants to come over too often yeah. Um, and that is, you know, like causing friction because it's not bothering the spouse, but it is bothering the mom. Yeah. Um, and what we talked about is like, okay, what is the most you can handle mm-hmm. of having this in-law come to your home? Is it one night a week? Is it three nights a week? Like, what is your limit? Start there. Mm-hmm. And if you're comfortable communicating that with the, with your in-law, go for it. But if not, like, then start that conversation with your husband and figure out like 
you know, there might have to be compromise. So if your limit's two nights and she wants seven, you might have to compromise at three. Or if your limit is two nights on nights three and four or something, like figure out a way so that maybe you're not in the home at that time, or you're not having to engage with the person who insists on being in your face at that time. So that's like, that's just top of mind because that's a conversation I had with um, last week. But yeah, like start with what is your limit? I mean, that's your boundary, right? Is coming up with your limit. But so many times people don't even, I think, recognize that like, it's got to come from you first and then the compromise can come. But until you identify what is important to you, then you're going to get steamrolled. So, Yeah. yeah. I think that's great. It's like uh, reverse engineering a problem, right? <laughs> like, uh, yep. okay, the problem is that there's too many visits going on, right? Mm-hmm. There's not enough. Uh, well, one, like I think, and like, I'm sure you got into this too, but like, why does that bother you? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, what is yeah. it that bothers you? And then like, yeah. two, like reverse engineering, like, okay, well then what's the stop gap, right? Like what is where it's like, what is too much? And then you can go yeah. from there. Yeah. I think yeah. That's awesome. yeah. Yeah. Uh, super cool tip. And then um, okay. So if somebody wanted to work with you, right? Like if somebody's listening to this podcast and like, oh man, this girl sounds like this girl sounds awesome. I'm having some real boundary issues with my mother-in-law. <laughs> that's saying like, that's all you work with, but like, it's fun to like, that's, yeah, yeah. We, we all know those, those feelings, but like, um, if somebody wanted to work with you, whether that's uh prepartum or whether that's, you know, they're pregnant or postpartum or, mm-hmm. um, they're or like, they just need to figure out like maybe, like maybe she knows somebody who need, who could help me with this problem because that's sure. a huge value add, right? Yeah, um, yeah. How can they? How do they start? What's the first step? Um. So they can find me on Instagram. I'm at resurgence underscore postpartum or on my website. I offer free consultations. So there's like a form they can fill out. Nice. Um, What's your website? And, oh yeah, sure. It's resurgencepostpartum.com. Okay. Um, So they can fill out that form and then it'll come to me and we'll figure out a mutual time that we can meet and talk about what their challenges are. Because sometimes like moms share things with me that I'm like, I hear you and I really want to help you, but I need to refer you to a counselor or a therapist or like the one challenge you're sharing with me. And typically when I end up talking to new moms, like I end up working with them and also referring them to other places. But there are times where I've had a consultation with a mom and been like, you know what, like, I'm not the right person for you, but this person is the right person for you because this is beyond my scope. Um, So yeah, I mean, that consultation is a great time for them to kind of learn about me. I can learn about them and we can figure out if, if we're a good fit. Well, I think that's so important. I think like um, knowing that you're going to talk to somebody who has your best interest in heart, right? Like, uh, who has your best interest to know, like, I'm comfortable enough with what I know to know what I don't know, right? Like, I know what's in my wheelhouse or what's uh, what's not. And I know who to send you to. Like, yeah. that's a very um, that's a very good person to talk to because, like, uh, you're going to get the help that you need regardless. And there's so much uh, chaos and confusion in the um, medical world that sometimes it can even be hard to even know, like, what is the appropriate next step? Right. Um, I have conversations like that with my patients all the time where they're like, Oh, well, my dad's going through this or my brother's going through this. And like, who should I go see? I'm like, yeah, that would be really tough if you're not in this world to know like who to see, but, Mm -hmm. um, what a great resource to be able to talk to you for free for 15 minutes and know that they're going to get put in the pointed in the right direction, regardless if it's with you or somebody else Yeah, Um, Yeah. or both, like you said. Um, well, cool. So, 
Um, your Instagram handle is resurgence uh, postpartum. Yep. With the underscore resurgence underscore postpartum. And then it's resurgence postpartum.com. Correct. Yep. Awesome. Uh, well, great. Well, Christina, thank you so much for getting on this podcast here. I think um, it's been super fun to talk with you. This is something that like, uh, you know, I can easily see uh, and will most likely need to use you at some point and see why you're, see why you're such a value add to um, new moms or new parents, because um, having a 10 week old, I can definitely relate to some of the things and I'm not even on the mom side. So um, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Yeah. You're recording this podcast right now, right? No, I'm just kidding. Oh yeah. I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can definitely relate to that. So um, thank you so much for your time. It's been super valuable. And um, yeah, I look forward to talking with you soon. Yeah, thank you so much. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.